It's Monday, April. There we go. There we go. All right. The lights out. Now we got we got people calling. We got lights off. We're on the air now. So we're on SWAT radio. Taylor, pretend like it just happened. The music just went off and take it away. All right. Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at one eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. That's one eight four four triple seven SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Well. You see my shirt? Yeah, did you watch yesterday? I did. Yeah. Did you watch it? No. Well, Dallas Jenkins says this week he will be on. Dallas Jenkins is the writer uh, and the uh, create. I think the creator. I think he created it. Uh, uh, I think so. The yeah. Chosen, uh, which is uh, a um, multi-season series about the life of christ we watched it last night our whole family gathered around which is kind of cool think about it your whole family gathering around Mm -hmm. watching a television series about the life of jesus now uh, you know people some people struggle with that whole thing but the truth is if you've ever watched a jesus movie the passion of the christ uh, Jesus of Nazareth, mm-hmm. um, whether it's a Campus Crusade evangelistic film, the Jesus film, yep. you, you've you done the same thing. You've watched a portrayal. That's what it is. It's a portrayal. If you've ever had a uh, a, um, a, a nativity scene, it's the mm. same kind of <laughs> yeah. thing, right? You're trying to just give a visual picture of some things that might have been happening or what it might have looked like to help give some 3d dimension to what we read there's nothing wrong with that uh i I don't really think there's anything wrong with that is you don't idolize it you don't look at jonathan rumi who plays jesus and goes okay that's jesus yeah why do you think it is that this show has caught more flack maybe than other uh, you know i don't i don't know because they 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 fill in things like they do things in the series and we can you know on thursday uh, uh dallas is going to be on i'm excited he's going to be on because he he i, I, I want to tell you this this is the kind of guy dallas is right so i'm driving down the road with my wife on thursday about six o'clock that evening here's a guy getting ready for the premiere like by the way a hundred million people have seen this mm series that's a lot right Mm -hmm. so um he couldn't be on last thursday and he texted us right before the program said hey i was going to try to make it work i couldn't but at six he 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 sent another message and said hey i just really wanted you to know i'm sorry that i couldn't be on i'm i'm sorry it didn't work out but we'll try to get it next week and i mean the guy's getting ready for a premiere. They're trying to get it all together, and that's a big deal for yeah. them. He's doing a lot of this stuff. It's crowdfunded. It's it's not produced by a studio. They do mm-hmm. it a lot. And he's the director and producer and writer and all that stuff, and he takes time to send a message. Like, yeah. who does that? Yeah, that's pretty that, cool. That's just very humbling, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that he would do that to not say, I'm, I'm too busy mm-hmm. to do that. And yeah. so – um, I'm not sure why people struggled. There were some great scenes in last night's uh, premiere. By the way, if you don't have the app, you get the app for free. You can stream it on your television uh, through Roku, Fire Stick. If you don't know what those are, ask your grandchildren. They can <laughs> tell you. Um, but it, you get the app for free, and you can watch all of season one, and you can watch episode one of season two and so that's nine episodes so basically almost nine hours of a storyline where a lot of what they present is scripture i mean Mm -hmm. they they actually their lines are just saying things that are right out of scripture 
Um, there, there's some backstory things that we don't know one way or the other, but they're going, this could have been this way. Mm-hmm. And they say at the very beginning, there's a disclaimer. The These events are not factual, but are based on the Bible. Yeah. And so uh, they're based on things that happen in the Bible. And so um, it, it's like they do a couple of things in there that I probably wouldn't have done. Mm-hmm. But but you know what? It's okay. Uh, that That's just – that's their platform to share. And a lot of people are asking questions about Jesus now. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are seeing a humanity, not just of Jesus in that – uh, a depiction but also of the disciples mm-hmm. and the people like have you ever thought one of one of the particular scenes that caught me was J- jesus healed somebody uh without being there i'm not i won't tell you which episode but he heals somebody without being there and uh, james and john are sleeping next to him they're in a room sleeping and and jesus just kind of chuckles to himself and smiles and they go what what is it and he goes somebody had a very good morning this morning and mm-hmm. it was a person they had visited and you know i mean you just don't think about interactions like that but they were with each other 24 7 yeah so there were a lot of personal interactions that we don't even think about and i, I again i think jonathan rumi who plays jesus in this character or character in this uh series does a really really good job so if you don't have the chosen app just go to any app store uh, or the app store on Apple or Google Play. You can download it for free, and you can see all eight first season episodes and season two. There's also a lot of great extra material on there where you get backstory. They actually interview a Messianic rabbi, a Catholic priest, and an evangelical pastor hmm. and talk to them about problems their particular faith backgrounds has with different scenes maybe Mm. and get there talking about it and that's interesting too so a lot of good stuff there character interviews and uh john or dallas is gonna be on this thursday so we're excited about having him on there so that's the chosen uh again highly recommended it's 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 a really good thing to sit and create discussion you know uh with family and Mm -hmm. how cool is it to sit around as a family and binge watch a series about Jesus yeah. instead of NCIS or something right. else, right? Yeah. So, uh, hey, a couple of things that are in the news. As I know a lot of our listeners listen or, or get the daily article by Jim Dennison. I wanted to address something. Uh, he brought up a camp that we've had several of the directors of this camp on, and um, he talked about Camp Canacuck, which is a Missouri-based mm. camp, one of the largest Christian camps in the country. Uh, Joe White has been the president of that camp, and uh, Joe White has been a mentor of mine as well as uh, – so I want to disclose that up front. Uh, I've known Joe for a long time and um, have a lot of respect for Joe and people at that camp. And they had something happen uh, about 10 – well, it happened 10, 15 years ago that was awful. Uh, they had people within the camp. They had pr- particularly one counselor uh, and one of the leaders – who uh, basically molested kids Mm -hmm. and he did it uh, behind the scenes. There were a lot of things that went on that were not good. Well, Jim Dennison talked about the article today on, on that in his daily article. And I was really kind of disappointed to be honest with you, because yes, uh, he he makes a quote. There is no statute uh, limitations from um, there's no statute of limitations on truth. And he talks about the need for accountability. But uh, this stuff happened 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And there was an article that came out in um, Christianity a day, Today. And I wanted to read what one of the persons, uh, one, one person said about it. The Frenches wrote the article in Christianity Today where they rehashed a lot of this stuff that came up. And they did so, quote, in the name of accountability and in the name of bringing the truth out. You mean this came up recently in Christianity? Like in today. last week. Oh. Like this happened 10 years ago. It was mm-hmm. all over uh, the news in Branson and in that area. There, there were. There were wh- who wrote it? Uh, da- David, David French? French. Yeah. I don't know anything about David I, French. I know a lot about David French. Well, yeah. maybe you can shed light. I know we got to come back. And I, I do want to talk about it because it appeared. Now, I don't know him. 
but it appeared like a hit piece more than it did an article really caring about accountability within the evangelical community. Yeah. And and so when we come back, maybe you can enlighten me about David French, but it was him and his wife wrote the article. And I do want to bring up a couple of things uh, that we should consider for those who might have watched it and got upset about it or seen it and got upset about it, okay? Yeah. All right, so stick with us. We'll be back with more after the break. We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, A Store and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to our sponsor, Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug, D-O-U-G, at SWATradio.com. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter, at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the north florida and south georgia truck market more information on tom neal truck company is located at www.tomneal.com that's www.tomnehl.com That is Red Letters by David Crowder. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us, we take the first segment of the day to talk a little bit about what has been going on in the news lately, uh, just kind of some cultural stuff. And we are going to bleed into the second segment, in part because we got a little off track at the start of the program. But yeah, we're well, back that, on now. That, that's okay. We're here, but we're talking about, there was an article, I just want to get it out there, uh, written in Christianity Today called They Aren't Who You Think. Well, it was a newsletter that I think Christianity Today picked up and published some of it called They Aren't Who You Think They Are. Uh, the um, can you There you go. They Aren't Who they, You Think They Are, the inside story of how Canacuck, one of America's largest Christian camps, enabled abuse. Mm. Now, this article is coming um, 10 years after the perpetrator was sentenced uh, he was convicted. His name was Pete Newman. He was convicted of sexually abusing over 57 campers and uh, over a 15 year time period. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when this happened 10 and a half years ago, they went through a thing where he was arrested and uh, went through, I think, a trial and uh, was sentenced to, like I said, two life sentences plus t- uh, 30 years. And, you know, if you think about it, uh, people are asking the question, what was the goal of the French's in writing this now? Are they, because of what happened with Ravi Zacharias, maybe trying to get their name out there a little bit, you know, picking up on this? Um, well, David it, French is somebody who throughout like conservative, uh, you know, media or intellect, he's been somebody that has been known for a long time. And really a few years ago, he kind of, started to go a little I, some would say he went a little bit off the, like he wrote a piece in which he said drag queen story hour at the public library is the price of freedom uh-huh. um so and then after that with trump coming into office he was really against trump and uh kind of has now a lot of what he says sounds a lot like you know left-wing media um so people say he got trump derangement sy- syndrome 
Um, and, you know, really since then I've caught a few of his things. It, it's just, I, I wouldn't say, you know, cause he's a Christian. Yeah. Um, you know, says he, but it, some of the stuff that he's wrote just seems more, I don't want to say it's anti-Christian or anything like that, but it's just kind of, uh, you kind of wonder where he's coming from or if he realizes. Well, and that's the whole point of the, 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 you know, questioning them about this, because when you look at what they wrote about the camp, um, that basically the the big idea was they were using non-disclosure agreements, NDAs, to prevent their followers from knowing all the details of the scandal, mm. okay, which I, I don't believe is true uh, based on my conversations with leaders at the camp. My kids go to that camp. They have all my older kids went to that camp. My younger kids are going. I'm still sending. There's no way I would send my kids into a camp if I thought there was some issue there, mm-hmm. but what happened was bad and they have since put procedures in place and things in place to identify weak points and try to deal with it. These NDAs that they tried to focus on in the article, it seems again, like more of a hit piece, um, you know, and when they wrote the article, they even put in their conclusion uh, they asked this question, why? Why shine the light on a scandal now? And there are some who told us this is unfair. It's ungracious. Uh, many thousands of kids count their days at Kennecuck as the best days of their life. And their response was there's no statute of limitations on the truth. But there's a guy named Craig Dunham who wrote an article about it that I thought was really good. And I wanted to bring out a couple of things he said real quick, and then you can weigh in on it. Uh, just as a younger guy, give me your your thoughts, because I thought it was really helpful. Because uh, he said it kind of seems weird that 10 and a half years later, they just throw out this now as if it's going to help anybody. Um, and he says, when I think about their article, um, I, I think about what Jerry Bridges wrote in his book uh, about sins of the... Uh, well, not the the book Jerry Bridges wrote uh, is respectable sins, mm. and he talked about sins of the tongue, and and this is Jerry Bridges uh, that uh, this Craig Dunham uh, is quoting. He says, "As we think of sins of the tongue, let's begin with the one most people think of first, which is gossip. Mm. Gossip is spreading unfavorable information about someone else, even if it's true. Gossip." Most of the time, however, is based on rumor, which makes it worse. Indulging in gossip seems to feed our ego, our sinful ego, which uh, especially when the information we're passing along is negative, it makes us feel self-righteous by comparison. And then there are those times when we disguise our gossip as, I want to share this with you so you can pray about it, you know, mm-hmm. almost to, to, to just, but to dig on somebody. If we know something negative about someone, we should pray about it, but we shouldn't spread that bad news about them. Um, and and he, he goes on to say there's no question what Pete Newman did was awful. He's serving two life sentences. Listen, I know rapists that have got off on less than that. Mm. Murderers who've gotten off on less than that. There's people who've murdered people out in California who were walking free because of stuff mm-hmm. out there. So two life sentences plus 30 years, this guy, he's going to spend the rest of his life in prison. And Kanakuk responded in earnest to their oversight um, and their, or I should say their lack of oversight. And um, it's terrible that it happened, but he was caught. The victims and their families, as well as the staff, have tried to move on with their life. And even though it's hard, what good does this article really do now, he says? Um, the fact that it went down 10 years ago is being brought up again uh, without another incident, mm. like there hasn't mm-hmm. been anything that they've known to cause one to say, why are they bringing it up now? And listen, if there's people who are predators and, and molesters or things, people doing bad, we should be exposing that. Um, but when you run a camp that employs hundreds and in their case, thousands of young, young college counselors and staff who uh, every year are exposed to a culture that says it's okay to be transgender, mm. that it's okay to do all these things. And again, it's not justifying it, but this this is a product of our culture. 
um, it, it's really surprising you don't see it more, to be honest. And and so the fact that they handled it, he's in jail, and there have been others. I don't want to say that there haven't been others, but again, they were handled. They're in jail. We need to be vigilant, but I just don't understand the purpose of bringing this out, and I really am kind of frustrated. It's not the first time I'm frustrated with Jim Dennison over mm-hmm. an article, but that he would take the take he did on it and put it out there because I just think that uh, I, I don't think the uh, article, even though the French is, um, uh, it's not mean spirited, but it just, you're like, why, mm. why are you really doing this? Is it helpful right now to the body of Christ? Is it really promoting anything? So, um, I mean, it's not like, they wrote on a specific date, like the 10th anniversary, mm. or you know what I'm saying? Mm. It was just random. Uh, so what purpose? Well, what did they, I didn't read the article. So what did they offer as a solution to make it so that, you know, in 10 years time, you can't bring the same thing up against can of cook. And now it's been 20 years. You know what I'm saying? Like it, what, it, again, you're not talking about a purpose. Is there something that they suggested? Oh, you know, can of cook needs to do X, Y, and Z, or is it just kind of like, well, you know, in the time we're in where we know things more now and we're smarter, we need to punish them, you know, for whatever or, or well, what. Well, you, you know, here's the thing. I, I, don't, I don't really know what their purpose was. I mean, I, the article and, and what Christianity Today wrote, mm-hmm. although that's not the first time Christianity Today's written anything, mm-hmm. um, what the investigators – so these are – Paid investigators by the government. This is not Kanakuk people. Mm-hmm. But investigators determined that no one at camp knew that any criminal activity was being committed. Mm. And no charges for failure to report were ever filed against anybody at camp. Um, so, you know, not picking up on signs that somebody's doing something because let's face it in the church this is why predators hang in churches or hang in places because people normally are assuming good right Mm -hmm. they don't they don't look for perverted people right in the church um and so that's why the catholic thing was so bad because there were tons of abuse there Mm -hmm. but um and and one of the things is they, the camp put out a statement that said that they believe that the victims should never have to endure secrecy, cover-ups, or dismissal. And so they've listened to them, they've responded, um, and they've really, I mean, they've wept over these victims. Mm-hmm. Okay, they've, they've cried over it, and, and they've, they've tried. Did they do everything perfect? No. Did we do everything perfect? No. Uh, but they have tried to implement things to prevent it from happening again. And I can tell you because my kids go there, what some of the, and one of my daughters is working as a counselor there this summer. So, yeah, um, you know, I don't, it's just, uh, like I say about, you know, David French in general is like, this was a guy who, you know, served his country, fought over in Iraq. Um, and for a long time in, you know, conservative and Christian circles, he was, you know, wrote a lot of good and interesting thought provoking things. And, um, but like I said, over the past few years, I don't know what it's been, but I saw something that he wrote recently it was basically blaming the church for Trump and that the church is hypocritical t- kind of type mindset. And so maybe this is to go in line with that. Um, but yeah, when there's gotta be a time, you know, especially with what you said about can cook itself didn't, uh, you know, was maybe naive is the, the what you could have said about him by but that they didn't do anything wrong legally, um, you know, to bring it up again, again, I w- I'm just curious as to, you know, the purpose. Well, or- one of the things I told you is they, uh, I said that they, they focused on non-disclosure agreements and, uh, to, to, you know, they, the, the accusation was that they are trying to hide details of abuse mm. and silence of victims, but all of these details were public record. Mm. And so um, the overwhelming majority of those confidential agreements were really with the victims to protect them. Do you really want to relive that stuff out in public? Right. You know, so anyway, um, when we come back, we're going to be looking at persecution this week. I think that's part of the issue there. Uh, just the enemy trying to bring some mm. some bad light there. Anyway. 
All right. Uh, well, we will be back with more after the news. We'd like to give a shout out to our listeners listening in Virginia at the Lighthouse, as well as in Meridian, Mississippi, listening on WMER, and all of you who listen online wherever you listen throughout the country and the world. We'd also like to give a, a shout out to our listeners listening here locally, 91.7 in Jacksonville, 91.9 in St. Augustine, and 91.3 in Folkestone, Georgia. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the news. David Crowder, welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, uh, we talked a little bit about uh, just what's been going on in the world and specifically um, talking about uh, just some troubles that have happened or some an article that was written um, about Canicook camps. If you'd like to go back and listen to any of that, you can visit us at www.swatradio.com. Uh, click on the past programs link in about an hour. This full show will be a program will be up there as well as all of our programs. Again, that's www.swatradio.com. And you can also listen to our podcast by searching SWAT radio. I bring that up because we are going to be talking this week about persecution. And Doug, before we went to the break, talked about how um, some of the persecution we'll see is going to be the enemy trying to sow seeds of, um, you know, destruction within the church. Yeah. And I, you know, I just, I want to make one final comment about the camp real quick because They've been in existence for over 100 years. They've had over half a million youth and more than 50,000 summer staff come in there, which, like my my, uh, Kate, is going to be a counselor this summer. When I read their article, they pointed out, I think there were four or five people that have been convicted or been a problem over that entire time period. Now that's too many, mm-hmm. but again, when you when you talk about the culture we live in today, um, and and this is the problem: who decides morals? You you got people within the church who are compromising. In fact, we didn't even get into this. We can get into this tomorrow uh, more. Um, but you've got Raphael Warnock mm-hmm. up in Georgia who claims to be an ordained minister. Um. Uh, made the statement that the meaning of Easter is more transcendent than the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Yeah, And he says, whether you're a Christian or not, through a commitment to helping others, we are able to save, our, save ourselves. That is heresy. Mm-hmm. That's not even close to mm-hmm. heresy. That is heresy. Yeah, I mean, we do nothing to save ourselves. Mm-hmm. He does everything, for by grace are you saved through faith. It's a gift of God not of works. He took the tweet down after backlash. He ought to take the name reverend out of his title mm-hmm. unless he comes out and says, I was wrong. That was wrong for me to say that. Listen, we all make mistakes, but to my knowledge, he's not done that yet. He just simply took the tweet down. Uh, and so the problem is in our country, you've got compromise help ha- happening all over the place. Uh, this past weekend, um, my wife and I painfully watched a video of, um, of, uh, David Platt. Oh yeah. Which was awful mm-hmm. because again, it went into the woke message and to quote John MacArthur, you know, <laughs> he did because basically David Platt repented of being white in mm-hmm. the video of being a white pastor. Yeah. And MacArthur said he doesn't need to repent of being white. He needs to repent of being woke. Mm. And that's true because this is the problem with critical theory. Um, Again, pray for Vody Bauckham. I'm really hoping he can be on. We can get him on the air to talk about it. He does such a good job from a scriptural perspective of explaining why critical theory is so dangerous to the church. And so many people are not seeing it as a Trojan horse coming in. And it, when 
when it impacts a guy like David Platt, who is a very influential figure within the community, um, Tim Keller, mm-hmm. very influential person within the Christian community. And, and listen, I think Vody's book is coming out. It's called Fault Lines. And he it says that people like Platt and Keller are on this. They're on the wrong side of this issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and they got sucked into it. And um, and we need to talk about it. But the persecution of believers is going to start happening. We are going to see people marginalized. All, it is, it's going to start with cancel culture. Mm-hmm. But it's, it, it's going to take us eventually to a place like over in China. Right now in China, they're detaining Christians in secret facilities. And um, there was one particular member of a house church who said they did a raid on their house and um, they're being, they're using these facilities to bring in Christians, both from Protestant Catholic churches, doesn't matter. And they are torturing them and Mm -hmm. trying to get them to renounce Christ. Yep. And you don't hear about it. And you know, what's interesting about that is there is a state sanctioned church that you can go to that gives the communist approved, uh, communist approved version of Christianity. Yeah. They're going after the people who want to live Christianity out in the way that it should be and are in, uh, you know, underground churches because of that. And, you know, just kind of talking about our cons, uh, you know, where, where we're at in this country, that's something that for me is I kind of can see on the horizon with, you know, people who are in the woke approved churches, you know, turning a blind eye or allowing people who really want to follow Jesus to be, um, uh, persecuted. And I think, uh, there's a lot of people who don't really realize where we are at as a culture, a lot of Christians who don't, and that might fall into that. And that kind of goes into like David French and, uh, the article that, that came out, uh, so well yeah you, well you were talking about it's called the three self patriotic association again mm-hmm. and remember the chinese government is actually looking at um the bible they're making changes to the bible to mm-hmm. reflect their their uh viewpoints rather than yeah. the original text and so this one pastor named lee uh was talking about it and he said they threaten they insult they intimidate you and if you refuse, you're seen as having a bad attitude. They keep you there and keep beating you. And he said, in one moment, uh, I, I, I couldn't sleep. And after you've been there for a week, death starts to look better than staying there. I actually began to bash myself against the wall to self-harm. One time in there, I was groggy trying to open my eyes, and I couldn't. Four or five of them grabbed me. They injected me with some drug and brought me back to consciousness and, and they just continued to to torture him. And these are believers. These are fellow believers. These are brothers and sisters. And, you know, we don't think about that because it's so far removed from us. But this is going on daily, not just in China, mm-hmm. in North Korea, in the Middle East. They're beheading people. They're killing people, torturing them in India. It's going on in a lot of places in the world. And the, the American church uh, is is really soft just to be candid with you, we're, we're soft and we're not prepared for this. And we better start uh, um, getting a mindset that we're in a war. Mm-hmm. We're spiritual warriors. You know, our SWAT stands for spiritual warriors advancing truth. And uh, a battle cry that we're kind of adopting at SWAT is this rock Kazakh, which is only be strong. It, it was an Israeli war battle cry. Uh, be strong uh, from Moses telling uh, Joshua, be strong, Joshua, be strong and courageous. And, you know, before we kind of went, we went to a couple of weeks uh, of one talking about Easter. And then we were talking about discipleship because I was out of town, but we're going back to this acts four, because this week in our SWAT meetings, we're looking at acts four thirty two through the end of the chapter. And then the first part of chapter five, but this week on the radio, we're, we're going back to 13 to 31 just to kind of catch up again and be reminded kind of like they did with the chosen kind of this is this is what's happened so far. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but you remember in Acts four, it was a healing of a man that Peter and John were arrested because they did it in Jesus name. And um, Peter said he did this message, said Jesus of Nazareth is Messiah. You've rejected him. You need to repent. Because there's only one name in heaven, and it's his name. 
And so uh, the persecution was beginning. This is really the first persecution of the church. Uh, and so, um, you know, the religious leaders uh, did not want to lose power, but God's growing his army, his warriors here. There's mm-hmm. like 5,000 plus uh, have responded to this message in the first part of Acts. And remember, we said that persecution, uh, the threat of death actually keeps false belief away. A tested faith is a sure thing. And uh, James, we, we quoted James 1, 2, and 3, where it, it says, you know, when you go through these difficult times, it produces a steadfastness and endurance. Um, and so we're going to look back at 13 through 31, how God calls us to walk through persecution again, just as a refresher before we go into next week's uh, chapter uh, 5, the last part of 4 and 5. And uh, looking at 13 through 31 this week, we're going to look at uh, walking through persecution with an undeniable witness. People cannot deny what we're saying as being real for us. Uh, As an uncompromising warrior, we don't compromise an unstoppable prayer and worshiper and an unintimidated worker. We we covered that a few weeks ago, but I I just want to go back because we've been off of it for a few weeks. And as we... Uh, go through this, uh, I just want to remind people that Paul says, I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I'm filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body. In in other words, he's continuing. Paul says, I'm continuing to suffer. Why? Because Christ suffered. You know, uh, and I think we we look at suffering with surprise. Mm-hmm. And Peter mm-hmm. says, don't be surprised by the fiery trials. He's talking about suffering there. So whatever your suffering is you're going through, one, I think you've got to ask yourself the question, am I suffering because of bad choices or am I suffering because of the kingdom? Yeah. Because I'm living for the king. If you're living for the king and you're suffering, you're 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 walking with Jesus there. That's what it means to walk with him. He says, if they did this to me, they're going to do it to you. And, you know, the the chosen, going back to that for just a second, Taylor, uh, at the end of season one, uh, it says trouble's coming. And, yeah. and they've actually got T-shirts that have the 12, and it's got mm. trouble underneath, mm. you know. And, and the message of the gospel is offensive to a world that wants to believe. That's why when that Warnock up in Georgia says, you know, you can save yourself, it's offensive to think that Jesus is mm. the only way you can be saved. Mm-hmm. It's so counter to the world around us, especially here in our country, right? So um, when we come back, I'm going to have you read verses 13 through 16, and I want to talk about this undeniable witness aspect, okay? All right. So we will be back with more after the break, so make sure you stick with us. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more in just a minute. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.astore.com. Why you ever chose me has always been a mystery. All my life I've been told I belong. At the end of the night, will all the other not quite? Will all the never get it right? But it turns out they're the ones you were looking for all this time. Cause I'm just a no. That is casting crowns with nobody. 
Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, we are looking at and talking about persecution this week. We are looking at Acts chapter 4, verses 13 through 31, and just kind of a little bit of refresher about persecution because we've been off for a couple of weeks now, um, and then we will be getting into the end of the chapter next week. Uh, but if you have any questions or would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Um, again, Taylor, Acts 4, 13 through 31, is the aftermath of when Peter and John are going to the temple. And again, they, they're going to the temple to be a witness over at the temple. And as they go over there, God brings their paths together with a, a guy who's been lame for over 40 years, and he's begging for money. So he's not asking for healing. It's God's sovereign hand healing him. And again, Peter and John say, we ain't got no gold or silver, mm-hmm. which kills a blow to the prosperity gospel. And they say, but what we do have in the name of Jesus, get up and walk and the guy walks. He's healed instantly. It's a creative miracle through Peter and John. And it says they a lot in there. Even though Peter grabbed his hand, it says they. Why? Because God was working through them together. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about them. It was about the Lord Jesus. And and they had an undeniable witness there and when they talked about Jesus and when Peter preached and John preached about Jesus, they preached there for a couple of hours before they were arrested. Mm-hmm. And the the leaders made the comment about them being uneducated and common. So I want you to read 13, 14, 15, and 16 today as we look at how they responded to persecution and how we are to respond. God's calling us today Specifically, we're dealing with being an undeniable witness. And the question before you read for our listeners is, what kind of witness are you? Are you a witness? Are you a deniable witness? Are you undeniable? Like, do you really believe? You know, I was struck yesterday. I got to say this to you. That everybody, yesterday was Easter. We celebrated Easter, Mm -hmm. which is the celebration of our risen king. When we celebrate, do people believe us? Are we celebrating something that that, that we really exude to other people, that we really believe that Jesus is alive today because Peter and John absolutely did. They believed he was the only name. They preached that, and this was the response. So read 13 through 16. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated, common men, they were astonished, and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. But seeing the man who was healed standing beside them, they had nothing to say in opposition. But when they had commanded them to leave the council, they conferred with one another, saying, What shall we do with these men? For that a notable sign has been performed through through them is evident to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. We cannot deny it. You want me to go on? No, no, that's, that's good right there. They, they said, we cannot deny it. It was undeniable. And they made the comment they were uneducated common. They were not saying these men couldn't read and write. What they were saying is they did not have the proper training to be teaching in the temple mm-hmm. and preaching, but they did. And it said also in that text you read, they recognized what? They had been with Jesus. That's a very convicting statement, isn't it? Mm-hmm. When people see us, do they recognize us as being with Jesus, as having been with him, um, having spent time with him? Because um, Alexander McLaren, and I quoted this a couple of weeks ago, it's a great quote, who says, a soul that is habitually, the key word is habitually, in contact with Jesus will imbibe sweetness from him. Just as garments laid away in a drawer with some others that are perfumed absorb the fragrance from that beside which they lay. In other words, if if you've ever 
worn cologne or perfume or whatever i hope you don't wear perfume but, uh, <laughs> if you've worn cologne and um you've had it on your shirt and that shirt is next to another shirt guess what that fragrance kind of carries over and that's what mm-hmm. he's saying well if you spend time habitually with jesus you're gonna imbibe what he wants you to have mm-hmm. which is him and here's the 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 amazing thing is the healed man did not just run away he stayed with them even in the presence of of the leaders after they had been arrested and notice also that the leaders did not attempt to discredit what they said about jesus yeah they didn't try to discredit what they said about the resurrection all they said is we gotta we can't let them speak mm-hmm and so they were undeniable, and it and it, it acknowledges that. It says that they were not able to deny it. And so when you read that and you think about your life out there, well, would people say that about your testimony about Jesus? Would they say that um, what these guys said, that we cannot deny it, that that uh, these men had been with Jesus or this woman, if, if you're a woman. Um, I mean, I, I just think they it, it put them in a bad way because these guys had conviction, right? I think that's something lacking for us in the church today. I was sharing with you earlier that I think a lot of times on, on days like Easter, we're supposed to tell people, you know, Christ is risen and we're mm-hmm. supposed to say it. But do we really believe it? I mean, do we really live it? Do we, do we, do we carry ourselves in such a way that our witness about him is undeniable? Um, I, I just, uh, I'm, I'm amazed at what God does. I was talking to a, a restaurant owner the other day and he was telling me about some people that come into his restaurant and he was telling me how they always come in and they are just, they're, they're really, really encouraging people to the servers and they always, always, always present Christ well there. Mm. I mean, that's a great testimony, isn't it? And so when, when you go out, wherever you go, whether you're in a restaurant a store, a gym school, doesn't matter. What do people recognize about you? I mean, have you been with Jesus that day? Would they say, oh, we, you know, that person spends time with God. Mm -hmm. Um, And and so I I think about what Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 2. He said, thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession and through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. For we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing to one a fragrance from death to death to the other a fragrance from life to life. So in other words, when we carry ourselves out in the world, wherever we are, we are the fragrance of life to those that are his out there. There's just something that draws people to us. But people that aren't his, they're repelled by us, not necessarily by our personality, but just by the fact that we're so sold out to Jesus or sold out to, to the Father. So um, I, I, I just think that as God walks us, you and me, through persecution, and I'm talking about persecution. I'm not talking about bad choice consequences. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about, um, you know, when other people make bad choices and you deal with it. I'm talking about persecution for being a follower of Jesus. One are we even experiencing any of that? Do people malign us? Do people talk bad about us because we love Jesus? You know, you ever wonder, you go into a room and everybody leaves you, is it because you love Jesus or is it because you stink? <laughs> you know, maybe you just stink. Maybe you have a stinky attitude. Maybe it's because of your personal disposition. That's not the reason people should not want to be around you. Uh, the only people that should not want to be around you are the people who are turned off to Jesus, who never will 
bend their knee to him. Those people, you know, they're not going to want anything to do. You're going to be death to them. But the people that are his, you're going to be life. You're going to be a beautiful fragrance to them. And the the picture there that Paul was painting in Corinthians is a is like a Roman triumph. It's called a triumph, which was a big parade for a emperor. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, anyway, uh, that's one thing he says about walking through persecution is our witness should be undeniable. And if and if we're really connected with him, I think it will be. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just when you bring up a triumph, and that was like one of the that was like one of the greatest things you could have happen to you as a general, um, you know, kind of in the Republic area era before the emperor. And it was, it, what it was is you were proclaimed basically throughout the city as a hero of the city and, uh, you were on display and that was, it was reserved for, you know, military leaders and, and, uh, people who've done great things for the kingdom. So it's, you know, you read the Bible and then you learn about stuff in history. Isn't that crazy? Just, yeah, it's the same. Well, you know what's crazy, though, is when they would do those triumphs, they would break little jars of the fragrance of the emperor. Mm. It was the same fragrance used to coordinate the, coordinate the emperor. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, and so that fragrance would be associated with you in that triumphal procession. And so you would be a fragrance of life. Mm. to those that are loyal to the emperor right but you would be a fragrance of death to those that aren't yeah isn't that interesting yeah that's pretty that's a a unique uh way to think about it too as far as um in in our life today that the fragrant the fragrance that we bring off that we give off could be appealing to some and appalling to another you know yeah and, and yeah and and most people read that passage they don't know anything about a triumph they don't know but paul was using that imagery there so hey when we come back tomorrow we're going to look at 17 through 22 being an uncompromising warrior okay all right you have been listening to spot radio if you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs please visit us at www.swatradio.com That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. And you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Have a nice day. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual